Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Empowering Entrepreneurs. I am so excited to join you today. My name is Emily Parker, owner of Double E Strategies. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about building a growth mindset. And this is just so important to have a growth mindset as a business owner. It will really help keep you motivated and keep you excited about your business as you continue to grow it or stay happy in your business in general. So to talk about this more, um, I'm excited to bring in a guest, Carmelyn McCracken. She is a life coach and serial entrepreneur herself. So welcome, Carmelyn. Thank you, Emily. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. So tell us a little bit about you and your work as a life coach um, and some of the businesses you've, you've kind of worked through. Sure. Okay. So I am originally from Chicago and back in the eighties, if I may date myself, um, I was always into kind of starting my own little small businesses. I remember when I was little, I used to order books from the scholastic book fair and then I would categorize them. And then I would rent them out to my friends for like a quarter (laughs) into small business making. Um, as I got older, I went to college at Marquette university in Milwaukee and got my degree in psychology. And then I moved to Texas Uh, And the first year I was actually here, I came as a Jesuit volunteer corps, which is similar to the Peace Corps, but it's here in the States. So my first year out of college, I was a Jesuit volunteer and I worked in the inner city uh, doing dropout prevention counseling and whatnot. Okay, so after that, which, you know, you make no money as a volunteer. And then I started working in the nonprofits, which also make no money. But I loved what I was doing. So once I ended up getting married and having a baby, I stopped working and became a stay-at-home mom. And I remember my sister was telling me, hey, you should sell Pampered Chef. And I'm like, what? I, I don't I don't know what that is. And she said, yeah, you sell kitchen stuff. And I'm like, I hate being in the kitchen, but <laughs> all right, I'll do it. You know, you get free stuff. You can make some money. So that was the first time I started with an MLM. Before that, I did a lot of kind of small little things on my own, but I started in the ML multi-level marketing business as a stay-at-home mom because it gave me a format and something to do. So I've done two or three different small companies like that over the last 20 years. But really what I've loved is doing my own small businesses. So I started my life coaching business, uh, You Got Joy, in 2001. So it's been 21 years. So excited about that. Um, About 10 years ago in 2011, I started my own hand-stamped inspirational jewelry company, which I uh, learned a little bit. I went to one of those... um, like little boutiques or fairs or whatnot where you go to booth and this lady had hand stamped jewelry. And of course with my name, Carmelin, you know, I can't ever tell you the name. So (laughs) you're right. She stamped my name and I was like, that's really cool. And then I thought, I could do that. So anyways, I taught myself how to do that. And the last 10 years I've been stamping jewelry and I love it. Um, Yeah. And then my last um, small business I started, was in 2016, right before my kids uh, were both off off to college at TCU with you, Emily. Yes. (laughs) And for five years, uh, one of my friends and I started a care package company called the Care Package Queens, where we specialize in sending care packages to college students and more. So Mm. I said all that to say, I've not only worked different businesses, but I've started different businesses. And I have a lot of experience on being a small business entrepreneur. 
Yeah, no, definitely. And so that's part of why I was so excited to have you on today, just because I know you can speak to a lot of different business owners. Um, and so that's really going to be helpful for everybody, I think. Right. So from all of your experience there um, in the variety of businesses you've owned, and then also talking with other business owners through your life coaching work, um, what do you think the biggest challenge is for business owners as they are trying to either create a growth mindset for themselves or just grow? Is part of the problem just trying to create the growth mindset or are there other things you've noticed? Okay, so one thing I love is that my background is in psychology. I have my master's in counseling, my undergrad psychology, all my life coaching. I love that I can bring that type of information to business owners. I love that I can kind of help marry those ideas. So I will say one of the biggest challenges I think for business owners is letting their dreams be louder than their fears. Okay. Right? Yeah. I think so often it's a gamble. We're going to try something. We're going to start our own business and you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be nervous for you. And it's such a risk. And you start just playing a little bit into the fears and the, what if, what if I don't yeah. succeed? What if, what if it, nobody looks at it? What if nobody buys it? So I think the biggest challenge when you are starting your own business, or you've been operating your business for years is to not let those fears fears, my Chicago accent, be bigger <laughs> than your dreams. I know you and I have talked about this quite a bit, actually, just because all of those little questions to yourself just kind of sit on your shoulder and you're like, yes. oh my gosh, can I even do this? What's going Why am I doing this? It makes yes. you question everything. I know that's been a big topic on social media and everything is that imposter syndrome, but just, I think you describe it very well and that it's just fear, right? A big yeah. part of it is fear. Absolutely. And one thing you mentioned, and I think it might have been your first podcast, was as a business owner, a small business owner, you're doing something because you have a passion for it, right? You know that you have something that you can offer your, your community. And it all comes back to what is your why? Why did you start this business? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to take a gamble on yourself? And those answers are always going to help you combat the fears and the fake news in your head because you will remind yourself over and over this is why i'm doing this this is why i believe in myself and yeah. sometimes we get so busy in the chaos we sort of miss hearing that whisper yeah no definitely and i know a big part of that is because of fear that probably seems to be so much louder than remembering your why so but what are some of those those insecurities and those thoughts that typically you see a lot and you hear people say a lot just to kind of give our listeners an idea of what to be aware of when they have these feelings too so that they're not they know they're not alone in that absolutely okay so first of all i mean everybody has the fear of failure and i feel like today more than ever with social media giving a witness to everything you do and everything your business does there is the fear of failure and that people will go oh i knew she couldn't oh, i knew he couldn't yeah and you know the thing is we have to fail forward. If you if you research or Google famous failures, we yeah. only sometimes think when we see the success that they stepped into it, but we forget that they stepped and stumbled and fell and got back up and stumbled and fell and got back up. One of my favorite quotes or mantras actually, which is another podcast of yours was having a good mantra is um, fall down six times, stand up seven. And I feel like 
business owners, we are going to fall down a whole bunch because we are learning everything in a different way. Even if we're an expert in the field, we're going to be learning different things because now it's our business doing it our way with our philosophy and our dreams. So even if you're an expert, you're still going to fail at a lot of different ways and you're going to learn how to do it better. And that's the bottom line. A growth mindset says fail forward, fail and then go, huh, what can I do better this time? Huh, what can I do different next time? And so I feel like for business owners, fail forward and and then grow from it. Remind yourself that it's not the end of the world. It can always come up with a new plan the very next minute, the very next hour, the very next day. Yeah, I love that. And fail forward is just such a brilliant way of describing it. That's perfect. So when you say fail forward, what are some examples of how you could do that? I I think maybe the fear of failure is probably also so broad that it can be broken down, right? Well, and you know me, the one piece of advice I will give everyone I work with is write it down. Do a brain dump and write it down. Write down what went wrong. Maybe everything went right, but you just had a funny feeling like it just, yeah, you know, I did that podcast and, and it was good. But if you're still having that sort of weird feeling inside that it wasn't exactly what you wanted, pen to paper, write things down, write down what you did, write down what you think went well, what didn't go well, what could go better next time, write it down. So you can actually then look at it and go step-by-step kind of processing it, uh, processing through it. I think when we have it in our head, there's always so much up there. I think of, um, you're kind of young, but I, you know, the peanuts, um, Charlie Brown, and there was a little, a character pig pen, who was like the little dirty guy, but he always had like this little um, tuft of like. Yes, there's always some dirt flying off of his little bald head. Yep. See, I think that's such a good representation of us in this in this 2022. We have so much dust and chaos and randomness going on in our head that sometimes we don't even understand what we're feeling until we put it to paper. So my right. first thing I would recommend to everybody is at any point in the day, just dump it down on paper, everything you're thinking, uh, categorize it if you want to, um, things I liked, things I didn't like, positive, negative, things that scared me, things I'm willing to try. Because once you have it on paper, you physically can look at it and start to put action to what needs action. What are some other challenges you've seen people have um, when it comes to kind of switching their brain into that growth mindset? So remember the main thing about growth mindset and fixed mindset, fixed mindset is just black and white. I did it. It didn't work. I stink. I'm quitting. Why did I quit my job to do this? You just get stuck and you feel like it is what it is. I can't do anything. Right. So growth mindset is like the colorful, like if you looked at a a brain split in half on a diagram and a visual, the fixed mindset, black and white and gray, no, nothing, no No and that's not going to help us grow. That's exactly that's keep we us where we are. Yeah, we're stuck with the growth mindset. It's colorful. It's a, it's a million colors. Sometimes you have to borrow colors from other people because you need to <laughs> use that color. So you need to kind of and that and that's that is a good thing about growth mindset in the business world. Often we think we're in this alone because it's our business. Mm-hmm. Right. But a growth mindset says 
you always need to build your team, whether it's your team of uh, delegating someone to do your finances, if that's not your thing, or delegating someone to do your marketing like you, if that's not your thing. But a fixed mindset is I'm just going to have to do it myself. I can figure this out. It's just going to be me. And a growth mindset is going to say, open up, educate yourself, learn different skills, delegate out uh, and bring people in. Build, build your team, build your team, even if it's just a support team and conversation. I think with everything with COVID and people working from home, we've lost right. a lot of the water cooler conversation. Right. <laughs> right. And so again, a growth mindset will say, gosh, I work from home by myself for myself, but where can I find community to help me grow and educate? And then again, brain dump. What is it you're looking for? What kind of time do you have? Um, is it something you could do virtual? Is there something maybe you can start doing a coffee talk once a month? And so again, mm-hmm. when you put it on paper, you can then make plans. So I feel like a lot of times entrepreneurs think they're alone. And I think you did a quote on your last podcast. Do you remember um, how many entrepreneur businesses you quoted recently? 19.4 million people. Yes. I think that is so important to remember because even if you are alone in your business, you are not alone in business. Right. No, I think that's that's great. And just trying not to isolate yourself. Yes. So yes. I think that's I think that's huge for making sure that you're not letting it all stay up in here. Cause when you're with other people, you're naturally going to be speaking hopefully. Yes. Um, and so that will just kind of help get all of those thoughts out there too. You know, Absolutely. And your next best idea may come from a conversation with another entrepreneur that, right. that doesn't even have anything to do with the same type of business you're in, yeah. but somehow that conversation creates growth creates a new mindset creates uh what can i do different this time yeah definitely and i feel like a lot of business owners maybe not everyone would think to describe themselves this way but a lot of us are creators in some form or fashion because at the end of the day we all created this business (laughs) and so having this opportunity to have thoughts with other people and talks with other people will help you realize that maybe questions you've been asking yourself can be solved um, in a different way. I mean, we've all seen those TV shows. Like I'm watching Suits right now, so it's making me think of that. But in Suits where the lawyers are having a conversation with their girlfriend after they've had a really tough day where they couldn't figure something out, and they're like, that's it. You just said exactly what I needed to hear, and it had nothing to do with the case, right? But it's Absolutely. it just fits into the mold. Absolutely. Um, and that's a growth mindset. That is being open to other information always coming in and teaching us. We are never too late in the business to learn. Yes, I love that. I think there's so many ways that having just an open mind can be helpful in in all aspects of life. We should probably all have an open mindset, just business aside. But it's it's just so important for entrepreneurs and business owners, big and small, just to make sure that your business can grow and even if you don't want it to maybe grow super big, you want to keep your business the size it is because it, you're happy with it, you love it. Um, but as time goes on, sometimes you have to evolve your business, right? And so having an open mind when that needs to happen is going to be really important too. Absolutely, so. absolutely. I, w- I want to say one other tip too, Emily, yeah, with the idea that. about growing a growth mindset. You know, the idea of grit. Uh, Angela mm-hmm. Duckworth is a huge um, the the mother behind grit. The mm-hmm. idea of grit is a growth mindset, being resilient, 
trusting your instinct and being tenacious, right? G-R-I-T. And if there's one person that needs to be gritty, it is the entrepreneur because grit is a long-term marathon. It is not a sprint. So when you graduated college and you decided to step out on your own, when you moved to um, the East coast and step out on your own, you have to think long-term as an entrepreneur. And I think, I think research says it takes it. I think I want to say a minimum of give or take three years before you see a true profit. And so you have to have grit and you have to stay in that gritty mindset of saying, this is the long game. And so if I fall down, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to go again until I fall down. I'm going to get back up. So for all of you um, out there, I would definitely recommend looking in to grit and how can you be more gritty both in your life professionally and personally? Because I'll tell you, when you're an entrepreneur, it drips over into your personal life. (laughs) Right. No, definitely. And it's interesting to think of like having that grit as something that you can do better at, too, because I this is very random, but I took a class on I don't even remember what the class was on. I took some class. It was some very broad honors class um, about something kind of random, but like one of our whole sections was about grit and about exactly what you just talked about. Um, And we had to talk about and learn all of our personalities to see if we naturally had more grit or less grit than other people. So I don't always think about it as something that you can improve upon. Um, And that's great actually for me to even think about because I, I do think about that a lot. I'm like, Oh no, because I didn't rank super high on the gritty level level. Um, I start things sometimes and I get really excited about them and then they kind of like fizzle. Right. Um, But so this business that I've started has been the first thing that I've like really kept and stayed excited about for a longer, long period of time. So um, I don't know if either the right thing finally came forward so that that, like just clicked for me and made it happen. Um, or if I kind of improved upon those characteristics, but both I feel like are so important and kind of learning more about what it takes to be a little grittier is, is probably yes. really helpful. Absolutely. And really, honestly, as far as the small business owner, thinking about the second letter and grit resilience. Yeah. Because resilience is about falling down and getting back up and being right. resilient. And you have to be, because when you are starting out your business, or even if you're five years in, you Mm -hmm. have to be able to change and update and grow. So definitely look into some, some, uh, some great readings on grit. Yeah, definitely. If there's one tip that I would send you all off with after you finish listening to this podcast, it would be thinking and remembering and writing it down. The power of yet. Y-E-T. I have not reached that goal yet. I don't know how to do the finances yet. I don't know how people will find me on social media yet. When you add the word yet to the end of any sentence you feel less than, it reminds you that you're just not there yet. And you can educate yourself. You can ask questions. You can look in the communities and you will find your way there. So every time you feel like I'm just not doing what I should be doing yet, I'm not as far as I should be yet. It just reminds us it's the long game. We're doing this as the marathon, not the two year sprint, but the 10 year marathon. Right. (laughs) Right. I just um, it's it's a very powerful 
change and shift in mindset by mm-hmm. just adding the word yet to anywhere you feel less than. Definitely. I know you've um, you've talked to me a lot about just specific words that can really make a big difference. And in terms of switching your mindset, I feel like sometimes I struggle in changing my mindset because I'm like, okay, I just need to be more positive. I need to be more positive, but what does that really look like? Right. And so the simple word of yet is that's, that's a great idea. Thank you. Oh, I just love talking to, to uh, small business owners. I just feel like they're the bravest of the brave, right? They're taking a gamble on themselves and going against all their fears and, and just putting faith over fear and, and, and stumbling forward. So I'm just so proud of all the small business owners and big business owners, of course. Right. Um, I guess the only other thing, I, I, I again, I'm a huge, big person about words, right? right? And I feel like the words we use, the words we, 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 we think about in ourselves, the words we write down, just can give us so much power. So I guess um, the only, the last thing I would really kind of say is, you know, often we, we think we can't do this and we say, I'd like to do it, but I don't have enough time, but I don't have enough resources, but I don't have. So again, changing the word, but to the word and, Mm -hmm. because then it puts it in a problem solving way. I don't have enough resources and I want to hire an intern. What can I do to make that happen? Versus but, but cuts it off and is a connector. So again, by just switching some of your language, you are switching your mindset from being fixed. I can't do it, but I want to do it, but I don't know how to just kind of shuts you down. I can't do it. And I'm going to learn how to opens you up. And that's constantly challenge yourself when you feel yourself feeling defeated that's fixed mindset setting in and use those word changes use the word yet use the word and uh be tenacious look at your grit all of those things will get you back empowered to do what you are made to do and what you've chosen to do because you have the passion to do it Yes. And one thing you mentioned earlier was writing things down. So if you're writing down all of these ideas and you notice you're saying, but, or you're not putting yet in there, then adding those in crossing out, but, and putting and above it is a good visual reminder of trying to keep that in your brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. This has been just jam packed with awesome information. I think Um, I'm excited to take away some important information about just staying motivated and um, learning more about grit. I think that'll be really interesting for me personally, and hopefully for a lot of the listeners too. I'm also going to put a link to Carmelin's website in here and have that ready for you guys. So if you decide that you are looking for a life coach, uh, she is the woman for you. So uh, all of her information will be in there if you'd like to contact her. Thank Thank you so much for coming, Carmelin. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. You're doing great work. So I, I look forward to listening to more of your podcasts. Oh, thank you so much.